everybody. Welcome to Risky Business. And I am Kathy Kaler, and this is my friend. Bliss Landon. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. And uh, we have a great show today. Oh, we really do. Like beyond. Yes. Like I'm so excited. Like, awesome. Like super, super fun. But how have you been? <laughs> I've been great. I've been missing you. I know. You've been I was just uh, traveling all over and again, again, doing your thing. Again. I know. I know. I will say that Kentucky in April is spectacular. Oh, I could imagine. Wow. I never knew the types of things that could bloom into such beautiful colors. Oh, I bet. Shades of pink and reds. I mean, it's just spectacular. Well, and everything's so green there where we don't really see that here in California in certain parts. Right. (laughs) That's great. Right. It was was really spectacular. I can't wait to take a trip with you. I know. We're going to go. I know. I know. I'm going to get my back first. Fixed. Oh, but yes. Then we'll go. Yes. All yes. right. Body body parts have body to be parts have to be, Yes. I, I need some repairing <laughs> in my back. Yes. Well, anyway, so all is good. Okay. All is good. Well, um, you have a very connection, good connection with our guest. Yes, I do. And I don't know much about it, so I'm super excited to learn about him and and what he what he does and what he's written and what he paints and. Well, let me introduce you. Please. This is Gary Sazinski. Okay. He's written a book called The Book. Here it is right here. Great title. Yeah. That's his art. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, But let me me just tell you a little bit about Gary. Um, This book actually is an autobiography. uh, A visionary artist, Gary Sazinski, documents his journey of passion, integrity, and tenacity, not only to survive, but to thrive as an artist and a person. Mm. So this book is really awesome because he goes through his journey in life, basically, and and you know, and how art has carried him through many different stages in his life and many different experiences. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Gary. I think we're going on twelve years now, Gary. Um, yes. Yeah. Where so Gary? Our class is actually thirty years. Oh, okay, but I haven't <laughs> been there that long. <laughs> Every Monday for thirty years. Wow. Yeah. Wait, I have to. Sh- I want to show people because this cover is so. You Isn't know, it beautiful. I want people to see it because it's really quite yeah. extraordinary. I can show it too here. And look at oh look at oh us. there you go look at we're we're, <laughs> we're pairing the book. Um, That's the tree of life painting. Okay, it symbolizes wow. man's profusion of his search for spirituality. So you see in the tree mm-hmm. all the different religions are shown there. Wow. And you see, the, the tree starts with the older people, then it grows up to the more nubile people, the younger people, and then right to babies in the tree with the God or the universe looking down on it. It's extraordinary. When did you, when did you publish? When did you finish the book? I published the book about uh, two years ago. Okay. As you, if you get a chance to read it, you'll see the whole process there. I had been wanting to write this book for many, many years, but I was doing what we all do a lot. I was doing too much pre-editing. Should <laughs> I tell this story? Should I tell that story? Should I show this paint? Should yeah. I show that? And I never, I, I wasn't getting around to it. And in the book, I describe how 
Um, just quickly, every year I sign the back of the art I sell on the Venice Boardwalk with an inspirational thought. In 2014, I wrote the best year ever. In 2015, I wrote the year of abundance. In 2016, I wrote the year of enlightenment. And then in 2017, I wrote the year of fulfillment. I sell a few thousand of these pieces of art a year. It gives me the opportunity to share these great inspirational words and hopefully inspire my clients to live their best lives. Anyway, it goes on. But basically, in 2018, I came up with the words expanding horizons. And as soon as that hit me, I realized, stop all this pre-editing. Just start <laughs> Just do writing. It. Just go. Don't care which paint. And so anyway, I was uh, I was at Venice at the time. I would sell my art on Venice Boardwalk for 40 years. But I have to get there five or six o'clock in the morning. And I don't sit up till nine. So I'd have these hours and I realized I can write all this into my cell phone. So I started writing it to my cell phone and it just just all came flooding out. Wow. Everything I've ever wanted to say, because as, in my years in Venice, I was asked millions of times, where does your inspiration come from? Where does your creativity come from? And so this book answers all those questions. And like Bliss was saying earlier, I've been through a lot of trials and tribulations in my life, from divorce to my son committed suicide. Now my wife has schizophrenia. And I, I think jo uh, Bliss knows I'm a pretty joyous person. Yes. I, I stay up. I stay happy. And it comes through creativity. I see creativity as the source of the joyful life. I feel sorry for people who aren't creative because it has brought me through so many of these trials and tribulations. Like after my son died, he came to me and I allowed it to come to me because I'm creative enough to let these things come in and to help me get through these things. And he let me know that his hanging and all that was the best he wanted to do. And he didn't want us to go down. He wanted us to stay up. So I was able to go up to where he had hung himself and uh, uh, create a, a, a homage to him so that now we can go up there and enjoy him there. And so, Elon was very creative too. He was an artist and a writer. I mean, it runs in the family. Definitely. But it sounds like you're, you're my children now are yeah. phenomenal <laughs> artists Aww. and dancers. My, my little Emily, she knows how to end the line. She, she knows how to turn and I mean, Okay, Gary, I want to I want to correct you though. One thing that okay. you said, your wife has Alzheimer's, not schizophrenia, right? Oh yeah, sorry. Okay. My son had Your son sorry. had schizophrenia. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to make sure that we're clear on that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um and um so so you know, he's he's he helps a lot of people and through his art, he's been very helpful to a lot of people and through the pandemic, he was very helpful to a lot of people. We we really kind of kept going through our art class that I do with him uh, once a week. And then he was able to do some um, art classes for some kids in the neighborhood. And um, what was your experience in that, Gary? And just, you know, at that time, I mean, you know, here you are again, faced with another challenge and you're using your art to conquer this next challenge that we're up against, a global pan pandemic. Well, as you know, our art class and any art class is mostly art therapy. It's <laughs> yeah. art therapy. It is sometimes. <laughs> Especially in our, our Hidden Hills class, because we come, all the women, all these years, there's, there, you know, I watch all these housewives of Orange County and all this, <laughs> and they're all horrible. I mean, I'm addicted to it, but they're all horrible to each other. 
in my art class, there's so much love and there's so much mm -hmm. camaraderie. And everyone has always been able to come into that class and bring their deepest, darkest problems. Me, one of them, as I've gone through the depth of my son and we've gone through every possible emotion. And the women feel very safe in that class that they can come in there and talk with these women because there's no other friends and no, no, it's, it's whatever's. And there's, and there's no judgment. And you're, and that's really, that's the culture that you provide for our class. Yeah. But can we, can we I get show my vulnerability? Yeah. Yeah, I show my vulnerability so much right. that it allows the others to show theirs. Right. Well, I think but now back also, it up. I was going to well, say, is, I think there's also that connection to art um, is never to be judged or criticized because it's an expression right. of oh. of what you're going through or what right. you feel or what you sense or what you've seen. Exactly. And, and so that, you know, I think that's a common knowledge. You know, I remember telling my kids when they would say something about, oh, I drew this and I don't like it. It wasn't good enough. And, you know, I'd always say you can't judge art because you're expressing yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. what I always say. I, I love all art. And I don't, I don't look at the finished products. I look at the energy put in. So, it, it, and that's, oh, that energy is always good, you yeah, know, so yeah. it's, it, there is, there is no judgment. Although I make sure that all the paintings are beautiful and perfect. Yes, he does. We, <laughs> we, the minute we start to head South, he brings us back. <laughs> so we don't, well, that's the so we don't bring home something that we're like, whoa, what did I just paint? <laughs> but anyway, okay, back, back to the kids though. Uh, back to the kids. Yeah. yeah the kids. Yeah. The, the girls, teenage girls. Well, this was really quite a challenge. I'll tell you, it's <laughs> a lot different dealing with five teenage girls than dealing with five mature women so it was they were like um very quick and so i i had to jump from one to the next to the next to the next to the ne i mean it was like the busiest hours that i i spent but for them it was gr great because they hadn't been together everybody wore masks we stayed six foot apart we were outside and they were able to you know talk with each other which they haven't been able to do right and it, it it was a really uh and and then they all showed phenomenal talent oh that's, and that's great really one thing i've seen people who don't think they can draw because as bliss knows i've developed most of my teaching techniques are very unique to me mm -hmm. they're not anything that i learned they're what i learned by myself as an artist and I simplify things. I, I take the yes. mystery out. Yes. So like people tend to think that, oh, watercolors are so hard. They're so hard, right? You know why they're hard? Because when you get your first watercolor set when you're a child, they give you the worst brush in the world. <laughs> the brush looks like my finger. <laughs> no one could ever could draw anything. a beautiful watercolor <laughs> with that brush. Well, with... So I was going to say, Gary, with that suggestion, like for people who are listening who don't, let's say, have an opportunity to be yeah. in your class or in any class, what is that first um, direction that you would suggest on what to get, how to start? Because it is such a good well, brush. Buy a good brush. I mean, he always says that. But <laughs> but Gary, brush. but but here, so I have to I have to give you my experience because I always I would I would watch that guy was Ron Ross on TV. Oh, I loved him. And I my grandfather he, loved him. He, Bob. he could he could make a tree in a nanosecond with this fan brush that he would right. use. Not not my favorite. I'm sorry. 
I just wanted to learn to paint mm. so badly. And I got into this class by default. My mom was asked to go in it. My mom can't paint a straight line. <laughs> She's an awesome decorator. She can sing like no other person, but she cannot draw. My dad can. So I kind of got that from him. Mm. So I got into the class. And so what was so interesting to me was how you start a painting. Okay. So what we do is we, we get an ochre colored, um, uh, acrylic paint. That we, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, acrylic. it's like we a use gesso, an acrylic. Yeah. It, or a gesso. And we, and we paint the canvas. canvas from the store, the canvas is very dry. So if you go to paint directly on that, a lot of the, the oil or the acrylic is going to soak into the canvas. And then when it dries, little tiny dots are going to open up of white. So I have them coated with an ochre color. So right. even if that happens, you're going to see a little bit of ochre through whatever color, and that's always going to be. But that's beautiful. okay because it's a wow. warm, beautiful color. And ochre. what color is that? I would it's like, like to know. It's it's like a a yellow, but it's it's a brown yellow. It's like it's like okay, imagine, imagine like a suede is kind of be ochre, like dried hay, like a dry hay field. Mm. That's ochre. Okay, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, darker version of hay. Yes. Right, right. So so you do that. And then what we are instructed to do by Gary is to outline. We take tracing paper and we kind of outline the bigger objects of what we want to paint. Cause mm -hmm. I, I can only I can only copy. I can't think out of my head. He thinks out of his head, but I can't. Most of us can't in our class. We have to we have to trace something. Then well, the class basically everybody I tell the class whatever you want to do. So but we people, all, but we all usually copy something, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, so then he takes our drawing and he reduces it, and then he sets up our canvas in the dark room. We have a dark room in the in the studio, and um, and he projects that image onto our canvas, yes. and and so then we go into the dark room and we trace in the dark. Oh, wow. Over our tracing with pencil. So then. You know, we come out, we have a canvas with, with you know, a tracing on a it. Tracing of it. And that, that really helps with the perspective of the, of what you're doing to accommodate the size of the canvas that you're going to do. I see. So then Gary, so you also do murals. You, you did yeah. a mural in my mother's house. You've done murals for other women in our class and you get murals. Yeah. And you get asked to do murals for buildings and all kinds of things. And so what did, but you use a computer program on your, on your computer to, uh, kind of magnify the image and give a design to somebody to say, okay, do you approve this, right? Yeah, I. The, from the moment that the computer came forward, I don't know, what was that now, 20 years ago or 15? I immediately got involved. Uh, because, I think longer than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe well, this particular program. Yes. <laughs> what do you use? What program is it? Photoshop. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I... You know, I knew it was a visual medium, so I totally just knew that this was going to be everything for me. Right. And the big thing that the computer did for me was uh, being able to print my art. Before the computer, you would have to get four color separation. If I wanted a really high quality print of my art, it would end up costing me a thousand dollars. Wow. To get the whole process because you'd have the four color separation, then you'd have to order at least a thousand to get anything good. Otherwise, you'd try to take a photo. And you could never get a good white. I would take 40 photos to try to get one photo that was halfway decent. And then that printed on photo paper. That was never anything that I could sell. Suddenly, the computer comes along and Photoshop comes along. 
So I'm able to, what I do is I take, I take a picture, but I take it on an angle. Like, of course, a lot of uh, oil paintings are shiny. Mm. So I take it on an angle. So I no longer see the shine. I take that photo. Then I'm able to bring that into Photoshop and I'm able to then turn it square again. And then I can adjust the colors perfectly. I can adjust the white. I can adjust the thing. Bing, bam, boom, printed on my printer <laughs> over here. It, it, it's everything. I, I got my childhood dream of having my little money printing machine. And I've sold up to 5,000 pieces of art. Incredible. And prints on Venice Boardwalk a year. And so it's just, that's been the biggest aspect of the computer that's helped me. But then, like Bliss was saying, when I get a mural job, I just had I just had a, a large mural job come up recently, and then I'll put together a whole computer rendering so that people see exactly what they're going to get, so except nice. that it always gets a little bit better when I paint. And where can people get your book? That's what I would like to know. So you can buy the book at my website, GarySazinski.com. That's G-A-R-Y-S-O-S. Z-Y-N-S-K-I dot com. And you'll see the book there and you can buy it through PayPal. Gary, when did you know you were going to be an artist? Well, I would say by um, definitely by uh, the first grade. Um, I had a teacher, Miss Smolin. My mom ran into her many years after. And the first thing she said was, is Gary still doing his art? And I definitely remember standing in I was given an easel and I was in the corner of the room and my first painting was of Woody Woodpecker and his two nephews. <laughs> That's so cute. Two nephews were coming up from a hill so he only saw their heads and I remember that distinctly and then every teacher I ever had totally was involved with me and my art and uh, they all fostered I, I had so many great teachers that fostered my talent. And right up into high school where I was like a major hippie in high school because I didn't have a father and I was totally on my own going down to Greenwich Village when I was 12. I saw the birds in concert at Cafe Wa. I'm drinking rum and coke at 12. (laughs) And I, you know, so I had this very wild life, but I was also, um, I stayed on the high honor roll. I ended up getting a full scholarship to college. And that was all my my teachers always encouraged my time. Yeah, that's that's nice. amazing. They, they always encouraged me. That's and amazing. so I never I never had any other thought. So I'm kind of limited. I've been just absolutely super focused on this art, and I've been lucky enough that this is all I've ever done. I mean, I did some commercial, more commercial work in New York. I moved into Manhattan when I was 18. I first restored 14th century panels and paintings where you would have to, the whole painting be cracked. You'd have to fill in every color in between the cracks and not get any. Yeah, if, paint you, if you have a painting that gets damaged, he will fix it perfectly. Yeah, Amazing. That was, that was my job. And then wow. I became a textile designer, uh, actual, a real designer. I, I went all up the ranks of a colorist to a repeat artist. Then I became a designer. And then I had my own company called M Designs and a 2,500 square foot law in the middle of Manhattan. I was paying $500 a month for. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. Yeah. What would you yeah. say to a young person or a parent of, of kids who, who have a child that 
um, you know, shows some sh- some signs of of art art and 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 being able to maybe pursue that. You know, I think it's hard for kids to realize that this could be a career. Um, well, yeah, that's what I was yeah. still part of the dreamers. I was a hippie. I was a dreamer. I and I didn't have the I had no parental support, so I didn't have anybody telling me what not to do. So I basically, I mean, I got out on my own very early mm-hmm. and. And I, so I, I always believed that I could do this. In fact, my mantra, it's, it's a little high flung, but my mantra since I was 18 years old, that I would be known as the greatest artist that ever lived. Now, this is a very lofty mantra, but at the same time, I get to climb a step every day towards this. I may never reach it. I don't even know if I want to, because then what would I do? But. It it, it, it it propels me, and I know I'll be doing it to my dying day. Is just stepping up, you know. I've I've see, you see, I've had quite a big art career. So by the time I was fifty, I mean, I've been told I was going to be famous so many times. I was like, where is it? <laughs> where, where, when is fame? it happening? Oh, oh you're going to be famous. Why aren't you famous? I know. What about I mean, like wow. endless, right? And so at fifty, I real I'm sixty eight now. Going to be sixty nine. But if, at, at, at 50, I realized, okay, I don't care about that. I love being on the road. I've always been one that loves to drive there. Amazing. And look out the window. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm on this really, I've achieved all my goals, basically, as an artist. And now I'm like, okay, what are the new goals? Where do I go? I'm a little in an odd place now because I am a 24-hour caretaker for my wife. So I basically have backburned almost everything because as much as I've always wanted to be known as a great artist, I ultimately want to be known as a great person. And it's so much more to me than all I've done with the art is to make sure that I am as good a person as I want to be. Although we all fall below that often. One of the biggest challenges for me and my wife is me not getting angry because things are misplaced. My wallet's misplaced. My computer is touched. My phone is touched. The living room is torn apart. The bedroom is torn apart. And so I'm at this point right now, and I would get angry. Why? Why? And now I'm at this point where I'm almost trying to become nothing. And I've always been addicted to accomplishment. And I've always been addicted to doing and being. And I have to become kind of nothing right now so that I can give everything to her. Well, you're a wonderful man. And yes, he is. A, a heart that is is full of, of giving. And, um, you know, we have paths that come across our lives at every every time and we, and yep. we don't know what that path is going to be or what the reason is that we're going on it but i am a firm believer that there's 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 something that we gain from that and we bring that to the next level of whatever it is and and you know i know that you are going to be the greatest artist that ever lived um and and, and i've had a couple of people tell me that <laughs> And when one of two tell me that, I'm like, okay, I got one. Well, Gary, look what you're doing. You're you're promoting your book. You know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. if you didn't have that time to, you know, 
kind of dial it down a little bit, you wouldn't have that yeah. time to promote your book. So I think I think this book is so encouraging for so many people and yeah. um, of all ages. It's it's a great yeah, story like it, for it, everyone. At the end of the back, I say, sorry, that's okay. I said the book also answers many questions I have been asked over the years. Where does your creativity come from? Where does your inspiration come from? The book is also a story of redemption, of overcoming obstacles. Mm -hmm. It is a book to help those who have goals and for those who have achieved their goals. Through his experience, he has learned to combine his art and his spiritual exploration. They have become one and the same. Yeah. But I want to say my life isn't also hard because I also have on my property over the years, I've created a living space for my son, his daughter, and my two grandchildren. So I have my little Emily and Theodore Szynski here every day. <laughs> and we do art and music and dance. and So joyful times. Yeah. Joy. Joyful times. And that's balance. We need balance. The balance. And art, art is just so it's, for me, it's been so wonderful. I, I, I see colors differently. I, I'll be driving home and I'll look at clouds. Wow. I'd love to paint those clouds right now, you know, and Gary's taught us how to just really see things and to pause and to have patience. And, um, it's just, it's just a, a major outlet. I mm -hmm. mean, I, I look forward to art classes. It is kind of therapy in many ways. And it is a separation yeah. from art technology life and, our, and yes. our rushing life. And that's what I think is amazing about art. You know, my voice is not really out there. That's why I'm so glad we're doing this. Well, we hope, we hope Gary, with today that your spirit is, is speaking to us and our listeners. And, um, you know, I just, I, I want to thank you for sharing. I want yeah. to, you know, thank sharing you so your much, art and, and your stories and, and, um, We'll send people to your website. Yes. Um, That'd be great. Yeah. To absolutely. get the book. The book. The book. <laughs> and see the the picture's in there too, right? Yeah. The picture. So oh, anyway. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it, it's, all, it's all in there. And I appreciate so much. Amazing. And wonderful meeting you today. And, and I'll see you Monday, Bliss. Yes. At art class. God and willing. Very yes, nice to there. meet you. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much, Gary. Have a great rest of your all day, right. okay? Thank you for coming on our show. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Wow. I, I've been hearing you talk about your art class for many years. Yes. But I didn't, you know, obviously I never it's a, learned it's, more about him yeah. and, and his It's really special. Story. And just, he's, he's just, um, he's, he's just a very, um, colorful person with mm -hmm. so many things to contribute to everyone. Yeah. Of all ages. And it, it, it's, really it's really fun really to great. talk to him. Yeah. So if you are wanting to get his book, it is the book. And uh, you can get it at his website, GaryZosinski.com. Um, and if you have any other questions, you can always reach us at Risky Business at CoverageQueens.com. And you can also reach out with questions. You can uh, just send us a message, any topics in technology and school device that you're using with your kids, um, health aspects of technology where we are really digging into a lot of subjects a lot of different and subjects, top yeah. topics that we want to cover and learn more about just as, as long as you're learning too. So Absolutely. we hope you'll reach out, but anyway, have a great rest of your day. We're glad you joined us here on this episode of risky business. I'm Kathy Kaler and I'm Bliss Landon. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye-bye.